Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 2, Episode 13. Hello and welcome back to Education on Fire with me, Mark Taylor. Um, Today I'm really pleased to welcome Heather Pickoff, who's the UK Managing Director for Apps for Good. Um, And I first became aware of this organisation at the Tech Literacy event, which was held at the BT Tower um, just a few few months ago. And... um, saw some of the apps that were created by um, some of the children that were involved in the project and just thought it'd be a fantastic thing for you to for you to hear and and, and learn about so um, welcome Heather and thanks so much for joining us today great thank, thank you for having me um, so can you give us a little bit of a background of the history and the general ethos and, and explain what apps for good is and, and how teachers um, especially those um, in the sort of end of primary school into the early part of secondary school can um, can understand a little bit about what you offer and, and how it works. Sure, absolutely. So, um, yes, Apps for Good started in community centers, actually working with 18 to 25-year-olds. Um, and we grew from there. And it was actually, what was really interesting is there was schools who approached us. And this is actually part of the kind of one of the key strands of Apps for Good is it is the, the teachers we work with who really help make who we are. And so we were approached then by a school in East London who said, oh, I really need this for my girls. Um, So we grew from there working with that school, Central Foundation School for Girls. Um, Then Charlene's as well came to us and said, love what you're doing, but actually we want to do it in curriculum time. Um, Then we had a school from Scotland um, approach us as well. So really grown from there. So started, have grown to 800 schools, 25,000 students this year. Um, So that's been over the last six years. Um, So the way that it works is that educators access our materials online. So we have online training, so CPD, and then we have a course content framework. um, And that's based on three key pillars. So student-driven learning, using technology to solve problems creatively, and then providing real-world context. So students pick a problem they want to solve, and then they go through the real product development process that a real entrepreneur would do to take really take that idea and see it through all the way to the real product. And it's all about them finding something that inspires them. And that really that really is a, a, a key point, isn't it? And, and I think that's so important for learning in, in every part of the curriculum and, and, and in every child in every school. It really is that understanding that if it's something which lights their fire, something which they're really interested in, the rest of it just sort of falls into place. And it seems like that's the, the key element, really, for Apps for Good. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, you know, um, so for, for young people, you know, a lot within education is where they don't have that freedom to do that. And for us, it is a really strict rule. And it, it is really hard for young people and, I mean, hard for anybody to sort of come up with an idea. But for us, we say to the young people, you know, look at your life. Look at what's happening with your friends, with your family. We do have activities like, you know, a really terrible bad day. So your alarm doesn't go off and, um, you know, you don't have any hot water. What, what are the things that happen? Um, and then from there, yeah, exactly. They're they're driving their own learning. So what they're going to do is hard. You know, they're going to coding is hard. Coming up with a business plan is hard. But if it's it's driven by something they care about, if it's an end product they care about, then they're more willing to learn. Yeah, and it it, 
it reminds me i've i've said this during them um, season one when i was talking about a project that my kids were involved in in their school and it was about coming up with their own business idea and trying to sell whatever it was they came up with to the parents and the people in the community and and it was just amazing how that sort of concept of kind of they weren't interested in whether it was maths or whether it was english or whether it was design they split themselves into their groups they had people that specialized in different things and they were just absorbed and i think it is having that that central element which um just allows them to separate themselves out from well this is another school subject this is actually something which is real life and real really important to me now yeah absolutely and i think also for for learning technology um and learning computing skills um you know so much of what we want to help young people understand is that this is an application to everything in their life and that they can find what excites them in computing so when we start from the point of okay this is you think of it. Is it is it music? Is it um, is it fashion? Is it you know sport or is it you know politics or something like that? But there's you know there's a connection there to, to technology in it, and we are really you know excited for students to learn that. And then yes, it does. It's it's great to see how how enthusiastic they are, and that kind of light go on for them to say, oh wow, actually yeah, this there is a place for me here. That's that's really exciting. And 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 so you said before it, it sort of works both sides of the in school part of the curriculum in terms of helping those sort of core computing ideas which of course now is part of the curriculum isn't it but also outside of the curriculum as well where the project in itself can be used um, in a a different manner too. Yeah absolutely so we've um, mapped the course to the curriculum so it absolutely can be delivered um, against the curriculum um, if that that works within this school so we also um, have teachers living it within enrichment time um, but also as a club so we have a shorter version of our course which is eight to ten hours uh, which students can deliver, uh, teachers can deliver within a club, um, and and that works great as well. So really, our approach has always been to give teachers flexibility because we know there's lots of different classrooms, lots of different um, ways this can be delivered, and and we want to really support that. And just um, let's let's sort of move a little bit further into that in, in yeah. terms in, ter- in terms of the delivery and in terms of what the teachers actually are required to do and that sort of thing so it, the delivery you said a lot of the resources are online and that's the starting point I guess is to go to the website but once the project's up and running um, how, how is how is the rest of the course delivered and, and the, sort of the relationship between the teachers and the students and and who else is actually providing it yeah, so yeah, so we have all the materials online, including the, the CPD to help support teachers. Um, there's a framework that teachers can use. We've got a lot of resources in terms of sort of quick lesson plans um, and all sorts of things to help teachers. We have assessment guidance as well, because we know, you know how important that is for teachers um, in terms of what they're doing. Um, and then it's a flexible framework for teachers to deliver. Um, probably one of the key things for us is that we have a group of experts that teachers can bring to the classroom. So these are technology and business professionals that if teachers are seeing their students struggle with a particular area or actually sometimes just want to bring in somebody who the students can see is doing this in, in the, you know, professionally to bring in and help really inspire our student, their students. Um, that's a great thing that they can access. And that's again, all through our platform. So teachers just need to do a really quick, um, posting of, of the kind of expertise they need and, and when they like the person to come in. And we have 1,300 fantastic volunteers who are really keen keen to help out. That's fantastic. And, and you said it really stretches um, all across the UK, um, yeah. as far north as Scotland and, and, and all the way through through England as well. Um, so with, with that number of um, expertise people, you've obviously got people in every area that you can help cover. Um, what um, What's the cost to the school? What's the cost um, to the pupils in, in doing it? 
So for all non-fee paying schools, it's free. So that's quite important to us. Yep. Um, and then for fee paying schools, there is a small fee. Um, but yeah, it is, it's, we really, um, we're a charity. So we're supported by um, technology companies and large corporations as well as trust and foundations so that we can provide this for free to schools. That's quite important for us. And then in terms of access to experts and all the materials we have, everything is entirely free of charge. Oh, that's fantastic. It just, it just really opens up the door to everybody doesn't it then just to really give them a chance to, to get involved without that kind of barrier of just having to fundraise or fi- find that from the, the budgets that are diminishing as we speak in the schools at the moment <laughs> absolutely yeah it's really important to us we know the pressures that schools are under so so we do everything we can that's a, it's a core pillar of, of who we are brilliant um you're obviously very established here in the UK. How, how, how is it if um, for some of our listeners that may be in the US or we've got quite a few listeners in Australia, how, how is it from a, an international point of view and, and how is the sort of the development um, part of the company um, go, going forward? Yeah, so we are, we're growing globally. Um, so taking that slowly to, to make sure um, what we do works in, in other countries. So we've got about 100 schools in Portugal, some schools in Spain and Poland and some in the US. So... Um, going slowly, but yes, that's kind of uh, coming soon. There should be more happening um, for teachers there if they're interested in getting involved. That's fantastic. And um, I've I've got some of the apps here, which um, I think are the ones that have um, a part of this year's um, awards. Um, and and there's some really great things here. There's um there's one called Changes, um, which is information about puberty um, created for. Um, by girls for girls I mean that, that's a great idea in terms of just you know opening up something which is hard for people to talk about sometimes in, in a way which is supportive for kids um there's one here called lilies which is um supporting young people dealing with grief I mean it you just know that these things have got such a, a great message when they're coming from from the children themselves and and things which are important to them and obviously that's that's coming through here and things which um which they've wanted to develop yeah absolutely I mean what's what's so great I mean we don't we don't put any requirements on the students in the course. We say it can't be purely um, for commercial gain and it can't be purely a game, but otherwise it's entirely open to the young people. And I think that's, that is where you get stuff that us as adults would never have thought of. These are things that people in Silicon Valley uh, aren't tackling and they are really important issues. And it's our young people saying, actually, this really matters to me um, and this matters to my friends and, and I think there should be something out there to help them. And then I think the other thing is, you know, young people which is so great. And I think you hear so many stories on the news in terms of, you know, the negative side of technology and, um, and that sort of thing. Whereas here you see young people are really excited to do something good and we don't have to tell them to, they, they want to, they're excited to help people. And that's, you know, so fantastic. And yes, those apps you mentioned are brilliant. And we've got an app to help um, LGBTQ young people, um, which has been really successful by a wonderful team from Stratford. Um, and then you get apps that are, you know, so we had an app that was, um, that helps to track and manage cattle on a farm, which is from WIC. Um, and that was from a group of boys. One of them is the son of a farmer. And, you know, he saw, you know, what he helped his family on the farm and he just saw, how, you know, farming super administrative and, you know, how could technology help make this easier for him, for his family and, um, you know, that's, it's so exciting to see these ideas and it's, you know, we feel, you know, where true innovation comes from as well. It's these young people who aren't always asked 
ask what they think and and what they'd want to do. I, I think that's really key, and and um and, and it's one of the subjects I'm going to be covering in one of my my seasons coming up soon is actually talking to the children and asking them their their views on education, what they'd like, which is as you said, it really often doesn't happen, and uh, and, yeah. it, and it seems like like an obvious thing to cover. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I did mention that some of the ones I've mentioned were part of the awards. What yeah. what are the awards, and, and and how does that fit into the program as a whole? Yeah, so that's um, so that's one of the things that uh, for our young people within the UK to work towards. So throughout the year they're working on the products, we then hold a national competition to select the very best app, best app ideas. Um, so it's you know it's a motivation and closure for young people um, and a chance for us to you know celebrate the hard work that our students are doing. So they enter into their ideas. Usually the competition closes around April. Uh, we then work with our partners to shortlist the very best ideas. We bring those students down to London. They pitch in front of a panel of dragons um, who are usually um, you know, senior people at startups and large corporations um, and you know, just a really fantastic group of people who come and volunteer their time to, to hear the students' ideas. Um, and then we pick the top apps from there. So we usually build about six or seven. Um, so those winners are paired with the professional development agency. We support as well as do our sponsors. And then we launch the apps on the market. Oh, brilliant. So so those people really do see the, the sort of the first markings on the piece of paper all the way through to something which they can download and use and share with all their friends. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. I'm going to put on, on UCAS applications and, and just a really, I mean, you know, a chance for them to really get their idea out there. So yeah, we it's a really, really fun part of what we do. And a nice motivation too. We know that that competition can give students a bit of an extra push. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how, how are you finding the the whole idea of, of working with schools, but as an as an outside partner? Because it, it seems to me, and, and the more of these interviews I do, it's becoming more and more integral, really, in lots of mm. ways is, is um, partnerships are just supporting children they're supporting the schools because you've got the experts in the fields that they're needing to learn actually able to impart the knowledge and the teachers are almost like a mentor in some ways just being able to just guide it and 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 support them in in whichever way they're they're developing um yeah i mean it's just been the core of what we do. We know we couldn't have scaled. We couldn't have the impact. You know, 25,000 students a year, we would never be able to do on our own. And it is absolutely the partnerships of the teachers that's key. Um, And I think we see ourselves as a, I mean, we look at different ways. We can see ourselves as a bridge between, you know, industry um, who are keen to, you know, support young people, but also for themselves as as a kind of talent pipeline and sort of making sure that they have a really you know, strong, talented workforce coming in with the right skills that suit for them, and then linking with with education, um, with you know, really dedicated teachers who who are excited to do more for their students, and um, and also as a, as an ecosystem. So there's, um, you know, we also partner with other organizations in the space. So whether that's Teen Tech or Code Club, um, to help support teachers to sort of the different things that they want for the for their students, um, and it's really about bringing that together. Yeah, and and I think I think as um, we we sort of found at the tech literacy events as well, it, it's all about community. It's all about all these different organisations with their specialities working together, making yeah. computing and tech just because it's so integral to everything that's going on now, and certainly will be in the future. That it it really is everyone doing their part as a bigger community, which seems to be a really vibrant and and also supportive community. Uh, that, that's the feeling I'm getting as I get more and more involved in it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, it yeah, I, we have the same thing and we know that there's not one size fits all solution for schools or for young people that there is going to be some young people who are really want to be coders. They want to focus on on that really you know in depth in that one skill, but that technology touches everything, and that we also need to be supporting young people who are going to use technology as a tool. Um, and yes, it is. It is just a broad ecosystem and and exciting. I think mean, we look at it as a way to sort of break down the bricks and mortars of the traditional classroom and and help get outside of that. And that's that's really exciting for young people's learning. Oh, it really is, and and and, and I couldn't agree with that any 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 more. Um, so. One thing I want um, the people um, out there listening to is is the fact that we're going to sort of take this full circle. I'm going to also be interviewing somebody who's actually a teacher who's delivering um, an apps for good um, course, um, which is really exciting. So we can sort of get their insights into into how it works for them and and exactly what's involved. So, so for those of you listening who aren't quite sure what's involved in actually doing it, that's that that's coming up as part of this. And one of the things I'm really excited about is the apps for good um, awards are going to be in a couple of weeks in London, and I'm going to be coming down and interviewing some some of the children that have been involved in that so we'll really also get an understanding of the excitement they had in the whole process and and and, and the energy which they got from taking part in this and i hope is uh as all three of those interviews sort of come together um as a listener you'll really get a chance to be able to feel what it what it's like to be involved in in uh in this project which i've i've heard nothing but great things about and um and all the things that i've come across have been absolutely incredible yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, and I'm so pleased um, that you'd be talking to some of our teachers and students because, yeah, just to hear from them, their perspectives of, of how they found the course is, is is super valuable. So, uh, thanks so much for being on, Heather. It's been it's been really nice chatting to you, and and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks at the awards. And um, and and yeah, um, I will um make sure that we we have a chance, as I said, to to get this whole community talking about this, and um and and anyone who's actually listening who's been part of apps for good then um, feel free to, to contact us um if you go to the the website www.educationonfire.com you can leave a comment below this particular um episode and and let us know your experiences with that and the starting point for all of those listening who've not been involved um go to appsforgood.org that's your starting point and then you can see all the great things that are going on there and how to get involved and find out more so um yeah thanks so much for joining me heather and um i look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information, please go to educationonfire.com.